Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What is up? Jumping off in hour two of the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, AMFM.com and the Odyssey app. Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com, will join us at 330 we're getting you set for LSU and Arkansas. 6.30 kickoff right here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. Herb, what are these games like, man, against Arkansas, especially at home at night? Uh, is there a little extra juice for you? It's always for me because every time I play, like I mentioned earlier, these guys would <laughs> – they were one of the hardest-hitting front sevens defensively that I've ever played against. Every every year I would come out of that game feeling kind of, you know, uh, beat up um sore um you know just a little bit of this a little bit of that when it came to not feeling good <laughs> um you know the one of the best things though that you know a, a memory that I could I could share with you and everybody out there listening is um you know I think it was my yeah it was my sophomore year um and just just had a little cell phone that my dad bought that I couldn't use unless it was emergency purposes and some reason I, I decided to. Oh, I don't know why, but anyway, during the halftime of the game, we we're playing against Arkansas, um, and we were at Arkansas, and I got a message on my phone saying that my son was born at like two minutes before the game kicked off. So that was pretty cool. That's a memory I have, and we won that game too. By the way, um, I don't remember the score of that game, but we won it. So I like to say he brought us a little luck that night. But <laughs> yep, <laughs> that is an awesome, awesome story. So what was yeah, I would have loved to have been there for his birth, but you know I was I was I was, I was you know, hunting Razorback. <laughs> oh, I got you, I got you. You had to bring home the, the family feed, the, the family meal. You know, yeah, the bacon. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. So what was that like, though, Herb? I, I, look, I was fortunate enough to be around for uh, three of my all three of my kids' birth, but um, and I can't imagine having to play a game just minutes after finding out that your father once again is your son. Your son's older than your daughter, so that was your firstborn. What was that like? Well, he's actually he actually was my second born. So I have two daughters and a son. Okay. So an oldest daughter, middle son, and then a younger daughter. But 
you, the whole point of it all, though, is that I had no clue, you know, what I was what I was going to do or how I would do anything. I was lucky enough to have some great parents that was behind me and were able to uh, assist in, 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 you know, learning how to be a parent myself with so many different, I guess, responsibilities that I had at the time, um, you know, having two kids at that time, um, having to go to school, having to, you know, try to lead a, a football team. Um, you had to try to balance it all. And then, you know, um, it's just it's just very tough. But at the end of the day, I think it, it, it made me who I was then for sure. And it grounded me and it made me make sure that I had to to kind of stay focused on what I was doing to, to, to ensure success on all levels for myself and also for my kids. And then, um, you know, and then today is who I am now. You know, it, it just, it just, I guess I get to help teach, you know, other people who have kids or who are, you know, having, have young kids kind of say, well, you know, I went through this and I did that, whatever the situations may be, but you know, it was tough, but I had a, a great support staff, um, around me and my parents and friends and families um, and, and everybody else. So we, 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 we fared out pretty well. I'll say that. Herb, that's a tremendous thing to, to think about, being a father or two in college playing football. Man, that's uh, – Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to say it wasn't, it, Look, it wasn't just me. It was me, Kevin, Charles Smith. I mean, we had multiple guys that had kids, you know, walking on campus and then had kids during – the time that we were there and it was um and look we used to get one hundred and fifteen dollars a month for well, i guess uh, the the stipend or whatever you want to call it for living on campus and then i think we got Pell grant which was probably like seventeen hundred dollars a semester and that was it and then you had to work during the summers um to gain any other kind of you know monetary gain or whatnot um, this was it, when you it, were allowed to work when student athletes that's were allowed the only to work. you were allowed to work that's right that's right so now it's a little bit different, you know. Obviously, with the, the the name, image, and likeness, now it's completely different. But even before that, when my son actually went to Stanford, I think he was getting like almost six grand a semester for just uh, just for the stipend from the you know from from school. Um, and then I, obviously, well, he wasn't getting any. What does that cover? What's like that? that? What does that cover? Is that meals? What is that? So the one fifteen was on was an on campus deal that I got, right? So that would cover any little, you know, clothes, you know, some food, I guess it would be some food because we only got to eat twice a day back then. And our now they feed them. Lunch. Now they feed them anytime they want, practically. Correct. And our meals back then were lunch and dinner. So they could do, you could do breakfast and lunch or you can do breakfast and dinner, whatever the school wanted to do. But ours was lunch and dinner. And um, and then that was, and that was pretty much it. But then if you lived off campus, you would get like I think it was like five hundred and seventy five dollars or something like that, but that was supposed to cover your rent, your electric bill, you know, whatever other types of little bills you had or whatnot. Rent for five seventy five. Yeah, five seventy five. I'm just laughing. Not, I'm just laughing at. And that's right. That's right. And the and the apartments over in Thailand at the time were around that much for a two bedroom, about five six hundred dollars. Wow. So you had to have a roommate. So <laughs> so it was uh, challenging to say the least. But yeah. we never, we never, we never felt like we didn't have what we needed. You know, it'd be, once again, we had great parents that was on our side, and we, you know, they were helping us. But also, we just, we just lived. We just enjoyed life, and we just, 
you know, we were playing football at the highest level. We were going to a great school. We had great, you know, support people, you know, people behind us. And so we didn't, like, we never felt like we didn't have anything, you know? Yeah. It's pretty amazing to think how far they've come now in terms of herb nutrition, too, in, in these programs that are not only feeding oh, yeah. three or four times a day, four meals a day in some cases, depending on, you know, what they're doing, uh, but how nutritious they are. And that's why, Herb, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but during the pandemic, like, at the, at the start of the pandemic, I felt like those players were probably better off staying on campus with the football operations because yep. of all the, all the preparations they were able to do. No, you're right. I remember you saying that, and that was the exact perfect statement. There's no better place for them to be than on campus. They would get everything that they need. They already get everything that they need, medical care. Let's face it, Herb. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but let's face it. Some of these kids come from homes that they can't afford three meals a day. They just well, do. For me, to me, that that's not that's not um, that's true, and it's definitely a fact. But to me, that's not the, the the reason. The sole reason why I think they should stay on campus is because this is the, it, this is the only place where they're going to get everything that they need, and then yes. they're going to make sure the people that they're with. They're going to make sure they have everything that they need and more, including they're on the cutting edge of all the information that's needed about this pandemic. So, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and if they were to get a, sick, they're going to get treated well. They're going to get treated well. They're going to have everything everything at their disposal to be healthy and to, to, to make sure that they're, they're, they're taken care of. Now, that's not to say that a parent won't take care of their kid in the same way. But all I'm saying is you got 100% of the team being taken care of like that. And not at their fingertips. They've got doctors at their fingertips. I mean, they, literally. They've got not, not only the doctors, but the people that are doing or helping with the actual, you know, testing and all these different, you know, uh, um, medical terminology things that they're doing with all of these, the, you, you know, with the with the vaccine, with the, you know, with the, 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 I guess, the virus itself. All these different things are right there. People are doing this on campus. And why not be on campus for the, the athletes anyway? Let's say that now. For the average student, it's a little bit different because they don't have all of those different things that that the football players and you know basketball players have at their disposal. But definitely for the student athlete that is on scholarship, I think that being on campus would have been the very best thing for them. Herb, kind of reflection here. So you think about the beginning of the pandemic, right? And then there was even questions. Obviously, the baseball season was cut short. College baseball didn't have a World Series, yep. and then the NBA went into the bubble, and then. Uh, the, the, the football season was upon us, and there were a lot of people that didn't think that the NFL and college football could successfully pull off uh, the season. Now, be it, no fans were in mo- for most of the season. Uh, little to no fans were, were in the stands. And now we're seeing, and, and look, it's great to see. It is great to see the fans back in these college stadiums packed. And it's also great to see that we're not seeing significant outbreaks, at least we have it here in Louisiana. Well, you know, it's it's weird because we just we, we just ended one of our I guess outbreaks in Louisiana a couple of month a month ago or so whatever it was whenever um the the mask were uh, the mandate was lifted in Louisiana, but now they're talking about the winter surge coming now. So now there's been a, a 127,000 cases of whatever that's uh, that's happened over the last couple of days or whatnot in Look, it's one of those things where it's going to go up and it's going to go down. Um, I don't know the answers. I don't claim to know the answers, but I do know 
that at the end of the day, we've got to figure out how to get this thing under control so we can continue to live life the way that we know how life is supposed to be lived. And if we don't do that, you know, we're doing all ourselves a, a disjustice and and not allowing ourselves to become the, 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 the people of humanity that we are and that we're used to, you know, being accustomed to. So at the end of the day, I do love seeing all of the fans and everything. That's a wonderful thing to see, and I'm glad that we're doing that. And I just want to be able to continue to do that because it's just – there's no, it's not really a football game without fans in the band and you know, and the family members and things of that nature. So it's not a baseball game or a basketball game without the fans in the in the arenas and things of that nature. So I just, I just hope that we can continue down this path and continue to grow and get better, uh, one you know, one day at a time with this pandemic thing. Amen. All right, we'll step away and come back. Jimmy Smith, publisher, TigerDetails.com. Also, Herb Tyler's keys to the game in the win against Arkansas and his former. Coach Les Miles said, used to say, Arkansas. He said that just to get under the skin of the Razorback fans. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Bundle up if you're going to be in that number in uh, Death Valley Tiger Stadium. It's going to be cold tonight by the time the game is over into the 40s. Herb, you like that kind of weather, man, as a player? Horrible weather. <laughs> Don't like that whatsoever. Yeah, you and Deuce are so funny. Y'all both hate, the, I mean, just absolutely loathe the the cold weather. He's up there in Nashville, and I'm curious to see how he's going to do tomorrow. I'm sure he's got, like, hand warmers and, like, 15 uh, space heaters around him. You, you, you and Deuce, man, you, you can't handle so, the cold weather. So this is what it is. got to remember, we come from an era where the, the, the clothing that we wore were, was not the, you know, the – the top priority as far as the the Nikes and um, the Adidas and, the, you know, the Under Armour, all those people, what they do now, it's so much greater than it was when we played. We had old school tights that, that was just, <laughs> it, it wasn't warm at all, man. And, you know, you had a little flap jacket on as you put your hands in. I mean, it was just horrible, dude. I mean, it was not good at all. So, and then once it all got wet, it got heavy. It's all, all get out. So, Wet and cold back in the days don't work. So these kids they have no idea how great they have it. It's just with the uniform and apparel and the equipment that they have. It's just awesome, man. I'm telling you. I, look, I would have loved to wear what they wear now, but that's why I don't want to be out there in the cold ever. <laughs> you you had to uh, walk to school uphill both ways in snow. Yeah. So take that. That's right. I did that. Yes, I did that. <laughs> You remember hearing no that from your, Remember you hearing that from your parents and your grandparents and growing up? You don't know how good you got it on a bus, on mm-hmm. a school bus. I had to walk to school both ways, and then <laughs> in the snow. And I'm like, it's Louisiana. It don't snow down here. Are you kidding me? Anyway, <laughs> Herb, give me your three keys to victory, man, for LSU and Arkansas. Hey, once again, the defense got to show up like they did last week against Alabama. Um, you know, we've got to. You know, we gotta we gotta we gotta establish some sort of a running game again this week. Um and then, you know, we gotta put some points on the board. Now how we do that, I don't really care whether it's you know, turnovers and, and we get short fields and we score. I don't care if we do long drives, I don't care if we do, you know, you know, quick quick hitting passes. I don't care if we doing turnovers and, and quick, you know, pick sixes or anything like that. I don't really care, but we gotta we we need to score at least thirty to 40 points in order to win this game. And um, and I think the only way we really get chance and opportunity to do that is if we throw the ball down the field because we have not shown that we can run the ball consistently 
and kind of take over a game with that and then score, you know, a, a lot of points with the run game. So those would be my three keys to victory. The defense establishing some sort of a running game and scoring some points. we got to score some points. I'm going to add one, and it's a little bit of a cliche, but steal possession somehow. I still think you might have to pull off another fake of some kind, whether it's a field goal, punt, uh, you know, some oh, sort yeah. of trick, some sort of trick on on special oh, yeah. teams or a trick play on offense. But also, you got to force a turnover. You got to steal a possession yep. somehow. Uh, yep. I don't care if it's a sack, fumble, interception. I don't care. But I think that I think for Arkansas, their game plan. We talked about it a little bit earlier with Mike. They should try to throw in the, throw the ball, but they're built to run the football. They are built to run it and run it and run it and run it some more. And then tomorrow they'll run it again. Uh, so you, you got to stop the run, but you, you also I think you want to try to get them uh, to to make a mistake, try to fool them in coverage somehow, uh, make make them make it force them uh, a turnover. That's just my addition to your three keys. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Her uh, the offensive line for LSU I thought last week. By and large, against a, a really good Alabama front, played well in spurts, and that's what we're down to right now. <laughs> that's what we're—they can't play complete games. LSU is incapable of doing that. Um, that's just the truth about this this football team. But I—I I, I was surprised how well the offensive line held up uh, for Max Johnson. I thought it was going to be a complete disaster. Well, well, first of all, you're playing Alabama, right? So I mean, that's what I would expect, um, even in. You know, I guess 2019, we won the championship and we beat them. Um, you know, offensive line played great, but they played great in spurts. But we were able to capitalize on that greatness that the offensive line played in. So, um, you know, and that's that's what you that's what you get when you're playing against a, a team like Alabama. But you have to capitalize. So I don't know, you know, you, you know, I, I don't know where we go from here as far as offensive line play for the rest of the remainder of the season. But I can tell you this, whenever they do play great, we've got to take advantage of it and, and hit a pass long or whatever it is and take it to the house. Or or if you're running the ball, you, you, you get a crease, you got to get some yardage on it. You can't keep letting those particular plays fall by the wayside. Yeah, I, I want to see a return, a big return. We haven't seen that all year long. You know, house one as a return man, as a punt return yeah. or as a kick return. Yeah. We, we haven't seen that in – Look, I know they've got a, uh, an excellent special teams coach in Greg McMahon. He's proven that before. Uh, let's see what the special teams can contribute today. It might come down to them, whether a field goal or, or yep. um, you know, a, a big return, setting them up in, in great field position. And also, Herb, yeah, you, go ahead, don't, I'm sorry. Don't, don't you feel like you got to start cashing in on, on these goal line and these red zone yes. opportunities? Yes. <laughs> you got to cash in on every opportunity, right? That's what the good teams do. They make the they make the opposing team pay for whatever mistakes or whatever it is that opportunities that they that that the team that the LSU gets. So if we don't do that then we I mean we're just we're just a normal average or below average team and I think that's what we've been seeing. And you know, once again I, I, I agree with you. I'm all about the trick plays right now. I mean look I just I don't see especially like last week there was out of out of the four or five trick plays last week. Go into the game with yeah. You know, scripted uh, trick plays. Why not? I mean, we don't have anything to lose. You know, obviously, other. I than wouldn't a, punt uh, ever. I, I wouldn't even think about punting. You know what I'm saying? Like literally. I, well, there's there's certain instances where I would punt. However, if you're pit deep, would, sure. I would, I would try not to put myself in the position to have to punt. 
because you can always do a trick play on second down. You don't have to do it on third down, right? You can get it. You can do some sort of a, or you know, unusual play if you want to call it that to get you near a first down or the first down, right? And so, but you just have to do some things different. You can't be traditional, and you have to you have to give them something they've never seen before. I love it, Herb. Unorthodox, right? Kind of against the grain. Um, you know, yep. out of the box, however you want to think about it, um, unconventional um, kind, of, kind of coaching. I, I love it. I, I'd love to see, you know, if they go for it, if they face five fourth down situations tonight, go for it. All of them. Why not? I, I mean, unless, again, unless you're pinned deep, if you're inside your own 10-yard line, obviously, you know, that's, yeah, that would you be don't rather dumb. But if you're in no man's land in particular, you're, you're past your own 35-yard line, or you're past, you know, you're past your own 35-yard line on in, you're going for it every time. Uh, that's just how, how I feel at this juncture of the season with this football team. I agree. Our, I'm with that. I'm, I'm down for it. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Herb, you know another thing that just stinks a little bit about this season is, yeah, the diehards are still behind this team, but I think the ones that don't have season tickets have unfortunately kind of checked out, checked out on this team. You know, they just they just feel like, ah, oh, look, you know, I got I got better things to do with my Saturdays, and that's that's unfortunate. But it just goes to show you how how far far LSU has fallen. Yeah, you know, I I wish I I like to know the actual data behind that and the numbers, but you know, you can always look at it on, on TV and see what the the stands look like, right? Um, but I, I still think there's a quite a quite a, a lot of fans that are going to the games, that are attending, that still have belief in no doubt. the guys no doubt. that are playing. And, and they're going to cheer those guys on. And I think they're going to be there. And we need that tonight. We need Death Valley to be exactly that, Death Valley for Arkansas. So, um, you know, so so that we can have an opportunity to have, you know, a, 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 a much more energetic game. Um, and, and that's the whole reason why we have Tiger Stadium the way it is, the way that it's built to make an, an opposing team's place, you know, dreams to die, right? That, that Literally that. So we want to be able to utilize that in order for us to be successful. And if we're not utilizing that, then shame on us as, as a fan base, right? But I, I think that's still, you know, I think everybody is attentive and want to know what's going on. I think you have a very small amount of people who just, who, like you said, would probably rather be, you know, maybe starting an early Christmas shopping or something. I don't know, but um, but it's it's uh, look. I, I think tonight is going to be a, a really good night. I've got a couple of people that you know that are there um, with 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 the company that I work for, Map. That we have a tailgate out there, and they say there's a lot of people out there right now tailgating. So it's pretty good. It's, it sounds fun, you know, and it's it's a beautiful day to tailgate, especially right now. Huh. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what actually happens, man. We'll see what happens. No, I, I agree with you, Herb. There's going to be plenty of fans there. I just think that the some of the casual LSU fans have kind of said, "All right, you know, I'm out." Uh, but look, they're not out forever. They're just out on this year. And to me, what I would offer those fans, Herb, is see how this season ends, but watch the hire, and you'll you, yeah. you'll be on a low, and then see the hire of the head football coach. And it'll rekindle your passion for that program because I think it's going to be a good hire. I think it's going to be one that LSU fans are going to embrace. You know, I be I would be 
very disappointed if the hire was not a good one. I just, but I don't see it. I just, I can't see Woodward not hiring the right person for this job. And you're right, too. Don't worry about the season and the way it was this year and how it ended. Let's worry about the progression of what we're going to do as we move forward after the hire. I agree with that. You know, the other thing I want to add about this coaching search is pay attention to the baseball coaching search. Everybody thought it was going to be Pat Casey. Oh, they missed on Pat Casey. Yep. Uh, they missed on Kevin O'Sullivan at Florida. Well, I can tell you this. I, I learned much later after the hire that Pat Casey was merely a, a Scott Woodward, I want to sit down with you to pick your brain on Jay Johnson because he coached against him and knew, knew a little bit about him. And Pat Casey has a great resume and a, and a great baseball mind, and it was almost Scott Woodward saying, hey, what do you think about this guy? You know, a, a, a non uh, – Basically, uh, it was feedback that was not clouded by someone at Arizona or someone at LSU, someone independent of both of those schools that could give Scott Woodward a little bit of intel on Jay Johnson. I think that you're going to see something similar here with this football hire where he may be talking to somebody and everybody's going to run to that and say, oh, that's who he's targeting. That's who he's targeting. Just keep in mind, he might be just trying to, understand about it might be a target unrelated to uh, that particular interview other than give me some intel on this guy. Maybe he was on your staff. Maybe you've coached against him several times. What, what problems did he present you? If you heard if you heard Scott Woodward after the baseball hire of Jay Johnson, that's some of the things that he talked about was other coaches describing how difficult it was to prepare for Jay Johnson's baseball team. I think that's a part of it, Herb. I agree, and I think that's what makes – Scott's, you know, such a magical AD. And I think that that, would, that sets him apart from the people that we've had in the past as ADs, uh, you know, the past, you know, 10 years or 12 years or whatever. It's been 20 years to say, um, you know, with the, you know, the Nick Saban hire was a great hire. I thought that, you know, the Will Wade hire was a great hire. And obviously, at the time, Les Miles hire was a, was a, was a in my opinion, was a decent hire. I, I did not want him, but but he, ten, you know, he panned out to be what he was, and then, you know, Coach Coach O gave us a championship in 2019. So yeah, that's okay. However, you look at the coaches that Woodward has hired, and these <laughs> these are, could potentially be legendary coaches. Well, one of them in her own right is definitely a legendary coach. But Jay Johnson could finish his career at LSU as one of the greatest <laughs> baseball coaches out there. You know, he just announced, you know, we have the number one recruiting class coming in this year, and and that's that's. That's awesome. That all of that's awesome. So, but I think what he brings to the table, I'm talking Coach Johnson, is the reputation of very being very difficult to coach against, having great players on his team that are going to be really coached or coach really well, and then they're going to come out and perform at a top level every time they go out. And that's what you look for. And so that's what I see Scott Woodward hiring a football coach along those same lines, in the same way that he hired these other two coaches. And you know, you just you think you may know you you may be walking up the right tree, but I guarantee you, whoever that person is is going to be the exact right person for this university. You know, another thing that is worth considering with Scott Woodward is, man, he sets his sights. Whoever he sets his sights on is who he goes in and and he targets and he he, he lands them typically, but he's never wowed by the interview process. In other words, man, I was told that one of the biggest things, biggest reasons why Les Miles got the job at LSU is because he just absolutely dazzled in the interview. 
It's so much so that they kind of were like, well, that has to be the guy. Instead of doing a little more further exploratory homework of, you know, talking to players that may have played for him or coaches that coached against him or coaches that were on his staff and things like I guess what I'm saying is he he Scott Woodward won't be just blown away by an interview and say, oh, i got to hire this guy. He's going to do his homework. And I think LSU kind of got a little bamboozled by Les Miles and just felt like, man, he interviewed so well, he's, he's the best interview instead of is he the best actual football coach. And one thing I want to add about about um, the hire of Jay Johnson is, uh, and this applies to the football program. LSU's never, and Herb, I, th- I think you're going to agree with this, LSU's never really had a problem landing top top players, right? They've never really had bat, baseball and football. They've never really had major issues. The difference has been, and, and this is even here uh, in, a, in a waning couple of years with Paul Maneri at the helm at baseball, they were landing top recruits. Coach yep. O landed top recruits. Les Miles landed top recruits. But it was, it was not the procurement of talent. It was the development of the development. talent. Yep. And I think Jay's one of those guys that's a developer. And I think the next football coach, I think it's going to be important for Scott Woodward to take that characteristic into consideration. How well does he develop talent? And I think he will. Well, that's absolutely right. And I think that, you know, that, and that goes di- directly towards whoever the coach is, what has his background been of developing talent, uh, talent right? So it may not be as, you know, the the, it, the coach was not a, a, long, a head coach for a very long time, but maybe they were a coordinator or a position coach, but all of their guys that they coordinated or position coached went on to be really great players in their own right in college football and then being drafted or whatever it has been. And so I think that that will definitely be something that we need to look forward to. Or whenever we, he makes the hire, we can go back and say, okay, let's see what this guy's track record has been as far as developing players. And I guarantee you we'll see that um, maturation in college football. Herb, I want to go back to something I said uh, about David Aranda uh, last hour. Uh, by the way, Baylor, if you just joined us, number 13, Baylor upset number eight, Oklahoma, the first loss for the Sooners earlier today. I said this was his first year. I apologize about that. It is his second, second season. Year. That yep. COVID, the COVID year has me all messed up on a lot of timelines in my life and, and certainly uh, kind of trying to keep track of everything. So I apologize about that. It was the, it was the COVID. I'm going to blame it on COVID. Um, the COVID year kind of throwing me up. Uh, off kilter to a degree, but this is Dave Aranda's <laughs> second season at Baylor. Um, so just wanted to correct that. We'll step away and come back. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. Welcome back to the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWLAMFM.com in the Odyssey app. Herb Tyler, I'm Christian Garrick. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. It's LSU. And Arkansas, Pig Suey, how's it go? How, how, how do they do it, Herb? Something like that. Pig Suey is something. Suey I can't remember. Hopefully we're not hearing yeah. a lot of that tonight. <laughs> I hope not, too. I really do. I I hope we hear a lot of gold tigers and a bunch of, you know, uh, uh, just just crowd noise so that the the, the, the Pig Suey or the soup, soup Piggy or whatever it is is not Here, being piggy, done, piggy. right? Here, piggy, piggy, or here, or here, little pig. This little piggy, that little piggy. I don't want no piggy. I, this, I don't, little, I just... this little piggy uh, went went home, or this this little piggy uh, wanted roast beef, all that good stuff. We don't want nothing to do with pigs. That's, that's it. We are out of control. I gotta tell you. Anyway, uh, he wants some roast beef, but he's not getting it tonight, though. I can tell you that. No I'm bacon. You, they, 
You know, they're going to be the bacon. That's what's going to happen tonight. The Tigers is going to roll tonight. That's what I feel. I feel really good and confident about this game. I feel like we're, we're playing in Tiger Stadium. I feel like we have, you know, nothing to lose. And, and, I, and I think that the guys, have they, they played such a great game last week, and they, and they were really, really close to winning that game. And I think that's going to carry over tonight. And, and I think Arkansas is an excellent team. I think they're – you know, first four weeks, I think in my mind they were a top ten team. That doesn't mean now that they're not a top ten talented team. So I, I just, it's just going to take a, a, a valid effort for us to be able to, you know, go mano a mano with those guys, with the players they have, with the coaching staff they have. But I just think tonight's our night. We need that sixth win to get to you know bowl eligible, so we can at least you know try to salvage the se- the season. In, in that way, right? I mean, we went five and five last year, and and that wasn't good. But if we can get you know a six game, six win in there somewhere, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, how many uh, of those tailgating out there, Herb? Your company might have a, a pig or two, perhaps, uh, on the roast right now, roasting on an open flame. Well, I I, I don't so <laughs> I don't think so. But they did have they have a bunch of uh, it was already cooked and delivered. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I'm sure there's some pigs, some little baby pigs out there somewhere, or whatever. Whether there's a call a luau, right? And uh, or or a, a cushion delay, cushion delay, right? Yeah. And uh, make that happen. So it's out there. It's out there. Just like during the Florida game, tailgating, there was a bunch of gators everywhere on barbecue pits and just spinning around. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But um, I, I, you know, look, in the SEC, the best anything. though, in terms of its environment, Herb. The That's SEC what I was about to say. You, you're liable to see anything at a tailgate. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is, and it's it's and it's cool. And then guess what? You know, you have so many of the opposing team that are mingling with the home team all the time. Like you know, regardless of where you go, even though there are some fans who are obnoxious and they won't ever do that. <laughs> Alabama. At the end, at the end of the day, they'll invite you to whatever their tailgate. What, what's going on? If, if everything is cool, you know what I'm saying. Like you can't go acting really crazy towards somebody or whatever. But it's all about having a good time and enjoying the sights and the, the festivities and enjoying the game. And, it, and the SEC does it right all the time. Her, we got to step away, but we almost got some gump tears last weekend. Almost got them. Almost. This almost. is, well, the truth is almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So for whatever that's worth. <laughs> this is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Optimistic as Herb about tonight's game. Came close last week in a loss to number two Alabama. I did, Herb, like seeing the worry on the faces of the Alabama Crimson Tide fans. I mean, they were, you could see it. They were visibly like, hey, what's going on here? This is not supposed to happen. Don't you know we're entitled to win this game? I mean, it was That's it was right. kind of comical. Yep, very comical. I loved it. He's Herb. I'm Chris. we got a half hour to go. This is the home of the Fighting Tiger, Fighting LSU Tigers, WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 